Hello, and welcome to Sacred Adventure Begin, an inquisitive space where we explore topics like gaining wisdom, travel, yoga, meditation, dance, art, and following our soul-guided paths. I'm your host, Emily, from gettingintoit.com, and together we'll focus on enjoying, sharing, and interpreting our sacred adventures and how to embody these lessons in our daily lives. Let's begin. Hello and welcome. So, so excited to be here. So excited to be starting this podcast. To tell you the truth, man, this year, 2020, feels like such a whirlwind of change for myself and my husband, Patrick. Somehow we wrote out the complete and utter tornado of energy um, (laughs) and change that started in April of 2019 when we began remodeling our good old Kentucky home. And that ended with us moving all the way to be to Boston to be closer to opportunities for Patrick. That's my husband's name. Love him. And honestly, after building a 24 by 20 foot deck with a trellis and gutting and redoing our kitchen and bathroom in a home that was built in 1911 and still had like all the original plaster in it and everything, as well as pouring a new foundation along the backside of the house, like... Things in my life seemed, if I could say it this way, like a little bit too perfect. (laughs) Uh, Like everything was done. All the things I was afraid of were sort of over and past. And I was kind of worried like I didn't have anything to do. (laughs) You know, like other than teach college classes and make my own work and do dance events and stuff. (laughs) Like I was just sitting there in my like newly minted dream home, like enjoying life. And it obviously, like, wasn't time to move, but it definitely became time to move. So amidst all this change, finishing up the remodel, all that kind of stuff, like buying a house in Boston, selling our house in Kentucky, I'd been giving some serious contemplation time to how I use my energy and for what purposes. And in terms of energy, I literally just mean awareness and and how I spend my day. Um... With our income no longer really needing to be generated by me, I was, I guess, technically I still am, at the point like all artists kind of wish that they have or wish that they get to, you know, where like you can have a year off or so, make your work, ask the question, what do I really want to be doing since it doesn't have to be determined by money, which is a really cool place to be in and I feel super, super lucky that I'm here. Um, Yeah, (laughs) take that in for a second. But I quickly realized, I guess, in starting projects on the new home, the one in Boston, and moving ahead with work in my studio, that I was missing a big part of who I am, which is teaching. If we have to get into the nitty-gritty of it, though, I've always specifically been interested in working with adults. I've had people suggest, like, oh my god, you would be so good with kids. But I, I don't want a teaching job like that anymore. And I, I don't, I'm not sure that I want to teach at a university anymore. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a little bit. But I'm, I'm specifically interested in working with adults because of the depth and breadth that you can go into with the subject matter. And also you can give them like exacto knives and they don't immediately start trying to dissect their neighbor's fingers. Um, yeah, they also have this like willingness and interest to go into those big questions, like who they are, 
what their voice is, who they want to become. And you can talk to them about really like heady conceptual things that are happening in the art world today, which I also really enjoy doing and then helping them see how they fit into that. So I'm less interested in things though, and this is why I don't really want to go back to doing this, like faculty meetings or grading people. Grading is the worst when you want to be in a position to help somebody discover who they are, but they haven't delivered on what you were trying to teach them. So you end up giving maybe a good artist a bad grade and then having to help them like unpack that. Like this is why you didn't meet these criteria, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah. So I, I started shifting more toward coaching work and integrating some of the lessons that I've gained from meditation practices into how I teach, but also like I, that's where I'm trying to shift my career um, or the trajectory of what I'm trying to do. Uh, there are other things I really love about teaching, and that is the opportunity to share which is, I suppose, a massive soul desire for me. I love sharing. Like, seriously, it's why I enjoy dance competitions. I think a lot of people get afraid of them or they give them anxiety, but I love them because they're a chance to share what I love about the dance and how I feel the music in my body. And I also love, like, giving lectures, public speaking, shooting videos, talking about absolutely any element of my life that seems like it would benefit others. So this desire to share has been, let's say, like challenging um, just in terms of like how, how do I want to share. And since I moved away from university lecturing and more into my own practice and my own studio, which has been great, um, I've just missed that. I've missed the, the like, I don't want to say public element of it, but that like putting out information, allowing people to have their own responses to it, seeing how they respond, processing things with people. So you toss on the quarantine that we're all currently in, and you have like the exact circumstances which have finally led me to sit in this dimly lit room, talking into a microphone, wondering who the heck might be listening to me. (laughs) So like, (laughs) to be really fair, you have the exact circumstances which led me to ponder for a long time if I should start a podcast. I've kind of been brewing on the idea for a while, but not putting any time into it. I even downloaded, uh, but didn't ever start (laughs) a Udemy course on podcasting. Does anyone else do that? Is anyone else like, oh my God, I should get into podcasting. I'll just download this class about it. And then like, you never actually take the class. (laughs) Anyway, every time I sort of like started or thought about starting, I would get stuck in the logistics of the thing. And I would think to myself, like maybe later, um, but I did this amazing creative channel session with a former student. And if you're curious what that is, you can find it on my blog, gettinintoit.com. I realized that my offerings and my voice do really make a difference to people. And I began listening to some of the advice I was giving, which was don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Podcasts, um, I'm finding out, are surprisingly simple, but also super, super complicated. (laughs) The learning curve is so steep if you've never worked with audio before. However, I'm of the belief that you can only get better at doing something by actually doing it, so here we are. Or rather, here I am, recording, writing, uploading, applying for approval. In the past 24 hours, I've learned about RSS 
feeds or RRS feeds. I don't, I don't even know how to set them up. I've learned about audio editing, how to set up hosting for a podcast, how to create an Apple ID that is not my personal ID, and then how to log out of my personal ID. <laughs> like simple things are so complicated. And then how to apply to have my like show hosted, which holy moly, so much like logistical nightmare work. And Patrick, my husband, has been wondering what I've been doing up here in my studio space because normally I am playing inspirational music or I'm moving things around and making noise. And now, <laughs> now he just hears me repeating the same phrases over and over <laughs> and then like going on YouTube to figure out how to work GarageBand, which is what I'm recording this in right now. Um, <laughs> sharing all this with you is something I still feel a little bit wary about. Uh, which brings me, I suppose, to the first lesson that I kind of wanted to talk with you about today. Oftentimes when we start something new, there's that like inner voice that tells you why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> Maybe it's applying for a raise or a new job or sharing images of your artwork on social media or singing in public. That's a big one for people. Uh, there's that little voice saying, like, what if everyone laughs at me, right? Or what if no one is listening? Or what if I look dumb? Or are you sure you want to do this? And while this voice might have your best interests at heart, sometimes sometimes we don't want to listen to that voice, or sometimes it stops us from being who we really should be. So I like to work with that voice to kind of, like, get me through things, to help me understand where I'm at, to feel compassionate toward myself. So I personally make a list of all the reasons why I'm afraid to do something, and we're going to use starting this podcast as an example because it's a perfect time to talk about this since it's exactly what I'm going through right now. But um, I made a list of all the reasons why I should not start this podcast <laughs> or all the reasons why my critical self tells me like, no, no, no. And uh, here they are. So you are too busy. You don't know enough about recording. Your voice makes you sound stupid. Nothing will come of it and no one will listen. And what if you fail? And that's just like the tip of the iceberg on the little things that go through my head and probably also your head when you're getting ready to like put yourself out there. So sometimes it's okay if the processing of this kind of stuff stops here, right? Like you make your list of all the reasons why you shouldn't do a thing and sometimes it's okay. Like after you make that list, you're like, all right, I'm over it. I can do it. I've got it. Um, but other times we need to go like a little bit deeper with it so that the fear of what we're inspired to do doesn't cripple our efforts. Like, so sometimes I'll sit with my list and I'll ask myself, like, what am I really afraid of? Like, what's, what's at the base of these like statements or these fears? And I'm lucky, I guess, because I've been involved with a group called Woman to Woman Kentuckiana and now Massachusetts. I'm, I'm in an um, empowerment circle here with them. And I'll take issues like this or questions like this to the group, to the circle, and have help from others teasing out the answer to the question of what I'm really afraid of. And one of the cool practices that this group has is that they'll um, ask you questions so that you can assess or come to know better your inner voice and what you actually need. So you can totally do this on your own, though. And for me, 
that little inner voice is usually trying to protect me from being embarrassed or if like nobody becomes a subscriber from believing that my voice doesn't matter and that I'm not heard. So like it's that like worry that ultimately there's something wrong with me or I'm not worthy of love or validation or attention. Like seriously, (laughs) underneath all of these like kind of worries, these like base level worries, like what if no one's there? What if it doesn't go right? Or you don't have time to do this is a whole lot of mess of big stuff. And as the adult in this relationship, (laughs) I like to take a few minutes and address those things for that like inner voice, for that voice that, that that's worried that those things are true. And what that usually looks like for me is working on the belief that I love myself and because I love myself, I have all the love I'll ever need. Like, which is pretty cool to think about and it's really cool to feel into, but it's not always cool to, uh, it's not always easy to sustain that belief like totally in everything I do, especially when I'm trying something new. Whew. Yeah, feeling the love. So I might also like make affirmations like I am safe to put myself out there because I already feel fulfilled. I already feel totally worthy. I already feel totally heard. And I'll also make affirmations out of each of the worries to address some of those fears. So sometimes I'll even use them as tapping exercises. If you've never done tapping, I highly recommend it. It's amazing and super fun. And there's this woman I follow named um, Gala Darling or Gala Darling on YouTube who does like tapping and all of her episodes are free. They're super useful and she's kind of fabulous. So check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. At any rate, an example of what this might look like for me personally or how you can kind of take your list of things, of reasons why you shouldn't start something or things that you're afraid of, um, and make them turn them around into affirmations is um, like, if you look at my first one, which was you are too busy to do a podcast, (laughs) which may or may not be true, but I'll kind of turn that around or show you how I'll turn that around. So I might make a statement like in the past, I may have overscheduled myself and tried to pursue all of my interests at once. I may have worked for employers who made me feel like I didn't work hard enough or that if I didn't work myself into exhaustion, I wasn't giving enough. This is a message I regularly receive from the media. Uh, This may have left me feeling empty and overextended, and I realize now that I can make myself a priority and that I always come above or before any new project, which really makes me happy when I say that to myself. I choose to schedule myself compassionately. I recognize that I can choose to work on a podcast or not work on a podcast. I am in control of my time. Mm, That feels great to say too. And I am totally free to pursue whatever my passions are. Working on this podcast will be fun and I am able to make time for it. Choosing not to aggressively pursue it in order to fulfill an outside idea of success gives me balance and allows me to define success in a new and healthy way for me. Ooh, hit on a lot of stuff there in just A. So typically I would go through and kind of talk myself through each of the things 
and turn it into in the past I and what I'm choosing now. And that I find is really, really helpful to getting me over the hurdle of starting something new or again, like working up the courage to try something. I love doing work like this with myself and with others. Um, so if, if, <laughs> if you have some fears and you want to kind of like work together on creating some mantra or um, some affirmations from your fears, I would love to help you with that. Um, anything really can be a transformational experience and anytime is a good time to dig a little deeper and to access your own wisdom. So that's kind of where I'm going to leave you at today. Uh, this is the first episode of the podcast. Um, I hope that, that you enjoyed it and that maybe you consider making some affirmations for yourself. I hope you have an amazing, amazing day, and I look forward to recording more episodes for you. Thanks, and I will talk to you soon.